You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Aiz. Okay. Um, I'm always afraid of reading in public. Um, so I, I travel with a musician um, named Finian Smith, and he is going to start this off, and I'll, I'll chime in when he tells me to. Nordine Maximus lives in the biggest house in the city, the closest to the beach. You can almost see Italy from his roof. Everyone here hangs out on their rooftops looking someplace else. Europe, a ship leaving for the States, or places they can't see. Everyone wants to get away from here, everyone but Nordine. He hates the cold air on his naked skin with the vitriol of a mongoose in a cobra's nest. Most people think he's frail because on those rare occasions he leaves the house, he's always bundled up in layers of Berber sweaters and jackets. That's the way he likes it, people underestimating him. I never announce myself in his presence, he hates it. I just walk into the huge living room and sit in a corner. If he's not talking to someone else, he's either watching TV or reading. Interruptions cause this blind irritation to rise in him. Even to me, they come out of the blue. His heart rate doesn't increase, his breathing remains steady, his eyes don't even twitch. He just yells with the fury my brother could only muster when he was truly afraid. Sometimes I love Nordine, and sometimes I wish he'd just die. I've yet to find a subject that he doesn't know nearly everything about, including myself. But he takes this whole knowledge is power thing to phenomenal heights. It doesn't make sense to ask a man for anything without giving something in return. Not if you've grown accustomed to a fully functioning reproductive system, that is. He's brilliant and deadly, a combination often hard to like, but I always respect him. And Al-Khahim Apoor plays housewife 
and he offers me tea before scampering into the back room. He's always got a parade of them. As he reclines on his pillows, with shirt proudly open, I can almost see why. I don't know how old he is, but he looks to be able to give the 19-year-old a challenge. The tea I use like a prop, downing it quickly and healing my scalded throat before the shock has time to set in. It's the type of subtle move only he'll notice. You almost broke Omar's jaw for mentioning your brother, he says in the rift tongue, and I'm mad. Of course he wants to talk business first. I'm gonna sidestep it. Then remember, he knows when I'm lying. He had three men on a ridge for an ambush. True, I never told him about my brother. You handled them? A question. Luckily I can answer without lying. Put them to sleep before he came. I needed to give him something to know me by. If I used my thing in that scenario, I'd have to... The youngster, he smiled, finally putting down the French magazine he was reading. How'd he fare? Stupid and young, but he followed directions well enough. We'd both appreciate any dental care he could get. Pretty sure that the Geneva Convention outlaws that breath. My boss laughed, and I know I'm not in the doghouse for the arrangement I reached with Omar. I doubt we'll see this Omar again. The deal's gone sour with his people, but the parting gift of cash is appreciated. Now, what's all this recording about? I'm asking permission to take the razor off temporarily. I don't dare meet his eyes when I ask. Membership in the Razornet crew is for life. We all have small scratches and nicks on our breastbones from where the razor scrapes our chest. They're never to be taken off, even when we're having sex. I'm scared shitless that somehow he knows even when we think about trying to take them off. Yallah! That's all the mangled Arabic I get in this consultation. I'm, I might make it out of Morocco. But I know, enough of my, I know enough of my boss to know that if he ever decides I need to go, it won't be him that'll do it. He owes me too much. Tell me about it, he says. Good, not a question. I don't know what it is, maybe something minor, but I doubt it. In any case, it predates my association with you and your crew. I don't want to truck mud through your house. I use French because it sounds prettier. He knows I'm not French and appreciates his sentiment. What will you do? Find the sender, do what I can, get back to my life here as soon as possible. All truth. I'm not gone yet and already I'm missing my house. My fried fish dinners every night tea on Suleiman's porch, fantasies about Fufu's past, all of it. I don't want my world to change. I'm hating Yasmin right now, but she dialed a number I swore she'd never use. The one who called, she is like us? The question I was hoping he wouldn't ask. There's no way out of it. Yes. This time I'm looking him in his eyes. Any more questions about Yasmin and I'm out the door dodging bullets. Nordine has an unusual obsession with people like us. I've never met anyone who knows more about people with our type of abilities. I don't want to know how he came across this knowledge, but he's not getting any more from me about Yasmin than the sound of her voice and that she's got powers. Keep the razor on, he says with no change in his face. Fufu will give you 60,000 euros from the take. Call back if you need more. He beckons me close and I'm scared. I've healed him three times from lethal gunshot wounds. Those are the only times I was allowed to touch him. I keep low, 
making sure my head is never higher than his. I'm expecting a hand to kiss. His deceptively powerful arms embrace my body. Even so, I can't see him or feel him like I do everyone else. It's like hugging a ghost. Remember, what we have is rare. I realize he's speaking English in that no-accent way he does when he's trying to show me compassion. People like us tend to stand away from each other. I nod. I'm like a kid being held. I'm like a cat being held by a kid known to abuse animals. I can't give him any reason to be pissed or he'll kill me. I don't know how he'll do it, but it'll be bloody and sadistic. I know because I've been his instrument of such tortures in the past, waiting in the shadows and silence for him to finish an embrace just like this before I struck. Aiz, Jama, Everett, thank you so much. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.